0: What if? Part 2 of the It Was Always You series by M. L. Trafry. Read by Literarian. Chapter 6 Ezra Kissed Anthony at Midnight. Part 2 2006. I had the most unsettling conversation with someone in admissions this morning. Ezra had told him when they were in his room, despite them having the house to themselves. Anthony frowned. Unsettling how? he asked. Well, Ezra said, taking a deep breath. They said that someone challenged my scholarship status. That perhaps I hadn't been entirely truthful in my application and, well, it had left me quite rattled. As far as I can tell, everything was... Wait, when did... when did they say this? I've no idea, to be honest, Ezra replied as he sat beside him on the bed. (laughs) I hadn't thought to even ask. Why? Anthony buried his face in his hands. I think I know." Anthony had gone with him to Oxford, but only because he had a day longer on holiday than Ezra. What's more? Ezra bought the train ticket, ensuring Anthony's father wouldn't see the purchase. He wanted to say it was a pleasant trip. He wanted to say they smiled and laughed, cuddled and held hands the whole way there. But they didn't. They sat solemnly, quietly, trying to figure out a way they could get around this all. Neither had come up with anything by the time they were back in Ezra's dorm, where the door was locked and they sat, one on the bed, one on the computer chair, clinging to the fraying strings of their relationship. "'One of us has to give up what we want,' Anthony said what they both were thinking, what neither of them wanted to admit. "'I tell Dad where he can shove it, I lose my education.' I lose my inheritance. I have to start from scratch, and I... don't even have any real work experience. I won't even have a place to live. And if I wanted to help you, I would have to leave school too. Which means I would have to pay back my scholarship. I can't make you do that, Anthony said mournfully. Not, this is your dream... This is what you wanted. I also want you, Ezra replied quietly. But it would look terrible, really, my leaving and... You might even have trouble getting alone if you ever tried to go back. And I have a feeling that even if we do manage to keep you in school, he'll still keep coming after you. I don't know who he knows in admission, but he already proved it's someone important. Because of the call I got? Ezra nodded. He sighed, rubbing his face with his hands. (sighs) It's likely he can't really do anything. I don't believe he has as much power as he thinks. But what's it going to do to you, to your reputation around here, if the admins keep getting calls about you? And what's next? You'll be suspected of cheating or of of pilfering books from the library. For fuck's sake, he calls enough times and they will watch to see how many cupcakes you get when you go to the cafe. You keep putting this focus on me, but what about you? I don't give a damn about me. Antony retorted sharply. But I do! Ezra snapped back. They stared at each other in silence for a long while before he continued. We... Say we don't back down and you lose everything. Your chance to do something wonderful and you are stuck with a job you hate for the rest of your life. What then? You'll hate me! I could never hate you, Antony replied gently. But you would resent me if you lost your chance to graduate from here. I don't even want to know what your mum would think, you tossing all this aside for a boy. Ezra sighed. Hmm. I want to say she would understand I did it for love, but no. Mum would always wonder at that, be more than a bit disappointed. She never compromised on what she wanted for anyone. Anthony scrubbed at his face while Ezra leaned back in the chair, desperately hoping for some divine intervention that would lead them away from the road they were heading toward. We call each other, Anthony said. We can, and we can... We can video chat, like we have been, and maybe... I'll try and save enough money to come see you. How are you going to get enough time off to see me when you're studying and working? Ezra asked. You'll need the weekend hours to cover your bills, your groceries. I don't need to eat that much. "'Anthony argued weakly, not that it would have made a difference. "'They both knew, deep down, visiting one another would be a luxury "'neither of them could properly afford. "'You could come see me,' Anthony said softly, "'when you can. "'I barely had the time to see you when you came to me. "'How on earth am I going to find the time to see you?' Ezra asked as his throat began to tighten. Going to London was a luxury. So how is this going to work if we never see each other? Anthony asked softly. I... I don't believe it will. Ezra replied, his lip trembling. We could try, of course we could try, but... But how much are we willing to risk? Antony finished for him. I want to say everything, Ezra replied as his eyes began to blur. I want to say I would give up everything for you, because I love you, I love you so much. I love you too, Antony said, sliding off the bed to his knees and walking over to Ezra on them. He took Ezra's hands in his. I love you, and I don't want to do this. I don't. He broke first, sobbing in Ezra's lap. And Ezra followed close behind, bending over Antony and letting his heart break with his. At some point they got up. At some point they started kissing. At some point there was more. As they dressed in the early hours of the morning, they set rules. We wait, Antony said. No, no big conversations until we are both ready. But we will check in once a week, touch base, Ezra agreed, reminding him of one of their earlier agreed-upon plans. We will not lose touch with one another. We were friends before we... We can be friends again. I said we would be. When we start this, I swore, whatever happens. Antony said vehemently. And and now we're in. We've come to that. Ezra nodded once. We date, Antony said, and Ezra's heart twisted at that, even if it was him that said Antony should see other people. We date, Angel. I don't... I don't want... don't wait for me. You did wait for me, Ezra reminded. That was different, Anthony replied softly. I knew there would be a point in which you would be ready. This... we don't know, he huffed. We'll be twenty-five in five years. That's... I'm supposed to get my inheritance then. If in five years we're both. we could. Five years! Ezra nodded, though he may as well have said five thousand for how long it felt in that moment. Both finally dressed, they stood in the small room, taking one another in. I could just stay here forever, Anthony said. Find a way to stop time. I leave here and... and that's it. Ezra gave a wobbly smile before closing the distance between them, cupping Anthony's face and kissing him one last time. Anthony pressed his forehead to Ezra's, keeping him close to the last minute, something Ezra could appreciate. Mind how you go, da. "'Mind how you go, my dear?' he said, stepping back. "'Bye, Angel,' Anthony said, then turned and headed for the door, opening it, taking one last look at Ezra before he shut it. Ezra waited until he couldn't hear the footsteps in the dorm corridor before he allowed himself to break down once more.' There had been one more inquiry after school resumed, but with his head held high, Ezra promised the administration it really was some sort of mistake and that they can check everything again and find everything in order. A clerical error, they'd said. It wasn't him, but there was an issue with another student. A transposed number, something that could have happened to anyone. And would he please forgive them and the misunderstanding? He also hadn't heard from Antony in three weeks. I'm sorry, Antony said feebly after the fifth week. ''I suppose I can't forgive you,'' Ezra retorted over the phone. Had to be on the phone, Anthony wasn't ready to look at him yet. About a week after the worst day of his life, his father had come to check on him. He'd been informed by the lackey of the year that he could hear Anthony sobbing through the walls, so he took that as a sign he'd ended things. ''Could be a man about it at least,'' James had said as he looked around the flat he rented for Anthony with disdain. Plenty of women out there more than willing to fuck a man who had his heart broken, though how you get a broken heart from someone like that. Right! Anthony had said, too tired, too wrung out, to even put in the effort of pretending to be interested or caring. I have a job interview in an hour, what do you want? To inform you that as long as you two keep your distance, I'll back off. You might also want to know that while I'm still paying what's needed, they're all going to be in your name. You fuck off back to that. Him again. And you're going to start finding yourself in a shit swamp. It's always going to be about money for you, isn't it? Anthony had asked. Makes the world go round. And believe me, boy, you don't want to be on the lower end of things. He learned that fairly quickly. Anthony was lucky he got the job, but working as a barista didn't pay as much as he'd like, especially part-time, and there was no aid to come before his first paycheck. He'd been working and studying on cheap food, barely able to let the ramen noodles stretch until he got his first paycheck. He was tired all the time, more than he'd ever been in his life, and he wasn't sure he could talk to Ezra without losing his damn mind. He waited another two weeks after that, mostly because he was terrified, but decided to bite the bullet and call his best friend after splurging on a bottle of terribly cheap spirits and taking just enough hits from it to give him a bit of courage. The rest was for after the phone call. How've you been? Anthony asked, instantly hating himself. Wretched, Ezra replied, but I think you were right about your father. So wretched though I am, things could be worse in a very different way. Good, good, Antony said, subtly taking another drink. How's, yeah. It's all right, Ezra said. I'm, I'm not sure what to say either. I love you, I miss you, I need you, this is horrible. I hate the man, I hate that he did this, I hate that he could do this. They stayed on the line in silence for another few minutes. I'm not ready yet, Antony whispered. I'm not either, apparently, Ezra replied softly as well. Okay. Okay. Bye, Angel. Bye, my dear. 2007 So, beer. I told you about beer, haven't I? Anthony asked, and Ezra grinned as he filled out the application for another scholarship, hopefully to cover what he needed to finish a master's. You have, he nodded, even though Anthony couldn't see him. It had been over a year, and neither of them could bring themselves to video chat with another just yet. They'd only just gotten to the point a couple months ago where they could actually talk like they had before they had started seeing each other. It was slow and painful, and in many ways, it was like Ezra was dragging himself through sludge, but he felt those conversations were hard-earned. Bia decided they didn't really like Liger calling them her, even as a joke. So bucket of compost water was placed over the door. You thought of that. I know you did. Ezra smirked. I did, Anthony replied, and he could just picture that chin lift, that smug grin. But Bea was the one who set it up over the door in just such a way and made sure that there would be a video to be replayed any time the bastard tried to say they weren't a they. Ezra giggled. (laughs) I think I would like them very much. Anthony fell silent. I don't know if you would. Whatever do you mean? They sound like an absolute delight. Don't let beer hear you say that, Antony warned. Delight? I think they'd have an aneurysm. Well, (laughs) Ezra said, the giggles coming in again in a slight wave that petered off. (laughs) I suppose my dated linguistics may not be for everyone. That's not it. Antony said, and Ezra stilled. He knew what was coming before it was even said. He knew, but it still stung like hell when Antony said, We're sleeping together. Ezra closed his eyes, trying to remind himself to breathe. That it had been more than a year, and most would have expected this to have happened a long time ago. Ezra certainly had, to some degree, Antony having always been more licentious than he was. It didn't make it any easier. Ezra? Antony said, and Ezra took another deep breath. I certainly can't fault them for their excellent taste now, can I? Ezra replied with only a slight shake to his voice and his very best forced grin. ''I'm sorry,'' Antony said. ''Whatever for?'' Ezra said. ''It's hardly like... you don't have anything to be sorry about, my dear.'' ''It's just sex.'' ''You don't have to justify anything to me, Antony.'' Ezra said, much more firmly this time. There was a pause. Did you end up going out with Oscar? No, Ezra replied. I wasn't ready. Angel, Anthony started. No, don't, please. Ezra cut him off. Anthony huffed. (laughs) You know, it's almost like... ''Almost like what?'' Ezra asked, application forgotten, pen set aside. ''Like you aren't even trying?'' he replied softly. ''Well, what do you expect from me?'' Ezra retorted. ''I wasn't exactly coveted before you, and I've not exactly grown in appeal. Not to mention Oscar is a friend, a good friend.'' The last time I took a chance on turning a friendship into something more, I practically lost my best friend. He'd become more impassioned as he went, and Ezra had to take a moment to rein himself in. I still don't have you back. Not the way it was. I can't... I'm not ready. I'm sorry, Anthony said. I shouldn't have pushed. I just... Don't want you to be lonely. Well, I was lonely before I met you. It's something I know how to be, he countered. And then, to soften things, added, I have Gabriel. He and I, we do things. Get tea or dinner. Study together sometimes. He's also inquired if I wanted to... Perhaps see each other romantically, but I've also declined him. I'm just not ready. So please, don't. All right, Angel, Anthony conceded, and then changed the topic to something that happened at the cafe he worked at earlier in the week. And Ezra listened. He did. He even engaged Anthony from time to time but the whole time, in the back of his mind, he could feel something slip away from him. It wasn't until he got off the phone that he realized what slipped away was hope. Hope that, when the five years were over, he and Anthony would somehow fall back into one another's arms like nothing at all had happened. He went on a date the following week with a bloke from one of his literature classes. It wasn't horrible, but he had no interest in a second date. It was, at least, a start. I don't know if you and I would have worked out. Oscar mused as he took a sip of his beer and Ezra ran his finger around the rim of his wine glass. Thank you for that, he smirked at his friend and Oscar chuckled. (laughs) I don't mean it in a bad way, just, well, look. You're still going to be in Oxford for, what, a few years yet? I plan on getting my doctorate, yes, Ezra nodded. Though, between you and I, I'm beginning to wonder if that would be the way to go. Oh? Oscar arched a brow, taking another drink. Ezra raised the glass to his lips, taking a sip. I've asked around, and it's come to my attention that academia could pay well if I'm lucky. Otherwise, I would probably end up teaching, which makes me wonder if maybe I should just go on and do that anyway. Oscar tilted his head from side to side, looking pensive. Possibly, he nodded. It's entirely possible that, yes, you could be wasting a bunch of money. You aren't able to apply. No, afraid not, Ezra said. I'm most definitely at my limit for scholarships at this point, which would mean a loan. After a moment, Oscar asked, What does Anthony think? When he's available for comment, it's mostly, I say, do what you want, Ezra replied. Most times, these days, he's barely awake when we talk. Is he still seeing? Honestly, I don't even know anymore, Ezra sighed. He Bea is the only one I know he sees on a strictly casual basis between relationships, which he seems to go through like candy. No blokes? Oscar asked. No. Ezra shook his head. Or oh, if there are, he's not told me, which I can understand why he wouldn't. He took another drink of his wine. I'm still in love with him. How pathetic is that? Two years. It's been two years since we split up and I still pine. Oscar shrugged. I pine for you for a few years. I don't think I'm the best judge of how long someone should take to get over someone. And we never even dated. I suppose we could have. Ezra said, sucking up a bit of courage. We still could. (laughs) Did I not say we would never have worked out? Oscar asked with a laugh. But how could we know if we don't try? Ezra teased. It could be that I live here in Edinburgh. Oscar replied with a smile before gesturing to Ezra's wine. How many of those have you had again? Ezra smacked his friend's arm playfully while Oscar laughed. When he settled, Oscar took another drink and said, I'm willing to try if you are. Ezra blinked. Really? Oscar shrugged. "'I may still, on occasion, pine,' he grinned. "'And how long has it been since you've been on a date? "'A proper date where you know the person before you go out "'and are actually trying to see if you'd work romantically. "'Where there is actually a possibility of something more than a handshake "'at the end of the evening.' "'Ezra thought about that.' ''Anthony,'' he replied, ''I haven't been on a date like that since my last one with Anthony. ''You weren't around last night,'' Anthony said as he moved around his tiny kitchen, hair tied back in a bun, attempting to make something more substantial than ramen. Spaghetti couldn't be that much harder, and despite keeping his meals to something cheap, takeaway was getting very old, very fast, and the the end-of-the-day sandwiches and things from the café couldn't be his only vaguely healthy options. Start small, that's what Bia had said when he told them his plan. Spaghetti and a jar of sauce. And if he called his best mate while cooking it, to make sure he could ask someone who wouldn't tease him over stupid questions, so be it. He was just really glad Ezra answered. Ah, yes, that... "'Ezra said, his voice sounding strange and pitchy. "'As it happens, I was preoccupied.' "'New book?' Antony asked, smiling. "'No, I was... with Oscar,' Ezra said hesitantly "'as Antony began to shake the noodles into the boiling water. "'Oh, what did you two chat about then?' Well, if I'm honest, there wasn't a lot of chatting going on. Anthony flinched, about three-quarters of the box content sliding into the pot because of it. Not a lot, are you saying, you to? I... Ezra huffed. Yes, we've been attempting dating, and all that tends to go with that. Anthony didn't know what to say. He certainly didn't like the idea, of course, because he still loved Ezra. But Ezra wasn't his, he hadn't been for pushing three years now. And it was hardly like Anthony had lived a chaste life since then. The difference was, none of them meant anything. Oscar might mean something. So, uh, how's it going? He asked as he stared at the small mountain of noodles slowly sinking into the pot. Well, Ezra started. It's not terrible. Anthony barked a laugh. (laughs) Raving review right there. Well, it's not terrible, Ezra replied indignantly. I just can't say... It's all rather lovely, of course. The dates are lovely, he is lovely, everything is just... Lovely, Anthony guessed as he took a spatula and attempted to either sink the noodles further or break them in half. It might not have been the right utensil, but it was what he grabbed and it wasn't like this experiment in cooking was off to a good start anyway. Ezra sighed. Hm I'm not sure I should talk about this with you. That told Anthony everything he needed to know to both feel terribly relieved and utterly heartsick. He understood. Everything could be lovely, he could date all sorts of wonderful people, but they weren't Ezra. How'd Gabriel take it? Anthony switched gears, knowing that this would lighten the mood. He seems to be all right with my decision, though it surprises me immensely. I'd have thought he'd be much more put out by my agreeing to date someone else. Mind, I've known Oscar for quite some time, almost as long as I've known you. I bet he still returned to his room, cried in his pillow. Anthony grinned. How to stop you fiend? Ezra chided in what Antony still thought of as a loving tone. It might have been. How school? Are you still sneaking your horticulture class? And so it went. The topics into safer territory while Antony cooked and ate his food, if that's what he could call it. <laughs> Two thousand and nine. A.J. blinked his eyes open, his mouth a little funny feeling, and the world around him was fuzzy. The steady beat near his head reminded him that he was in the hospital, which would also explain why he felt gutted. Well, not gutted, just missing a bit of internal organ, likely had a nice, long incision on his abdomen. He took a deep breath through his nose, then a rustling got his attention. If his heart monitor went a bit wonky, it was because the machine was faulty, not because he laid his eyes upon Ezra Fell for the first time in literal years. AJ smiled. Hi, he said groggily. Hello, Ezra grinned back. You've grown out your hair. You'd have known that if you got Facebook. Never. Ezra smiled wider, a warm fondness AJ missed terribly directed right at him. How are you feeling? So, AJ replied. But good. I think I feel good. I met your father, your proper father, while you were still asleep. He remembered me from all those years ago, which surprised me. You're hard to forget, AJ retorted without thinking, but only partly regretting it. How's Oscar? Well, thank you. He's around, actually. I'm not sure if you remember his friend, Violet, but she's doing her residency here. He popped down to say hello, grab a tea with her since we were here. Can't believe you actually showed up, AJ replied, attempting to sit up. Ezra immediately went to help him, wince in sympathy along with him. How could I not? Ezra asked. James certainly won't be around to see, and you went through a major surgery to help your brother, who you don't even know. Least I could do was be there for you. You're still my best friend, after all. Hearing it was like a bomb, and it soothed AJ immensely. He was glad, on one hand, that Ezra had moved on. Not happy by any means, he didn't think he could ever truly be happy for him being with someone else. But AJ still feared that he would move on from him in every way. If he gripped Ezra's helping hand a little tighter than needed, it was only because he was glad it was still there at all. Did he rumble about ducks this time? Oscar asked as he came into the room with a bunch of balloons and A.J. was happy enough to see him. Never live that down, will I? A.J. asked as Ezra let go of him. Never. Never. Oscar said as he sat on the foot of the bed, setting the balloons down beside him. How are you handling it, this whole other family bit? It's weird, A.J. confessed as Ezra handed him a cup of water. He took a slow sip, giving Ezra a grin in thanks. Mum hasn't been around at all, like she's pissed that I did it. She's telling Dad... "'James, whatever, that I needed something else removed, like my gallbladder. "'That way he's not too pissed when he needs to foot my bill for a few weeks while I recover.' "'You're still... associating with him, then?' Ezra asked, and AJ glanced at him nervously. "'Mum wants me to,' he said honestly. "'Mostly, I think, because of the trust.' She contributed enough to it that she feels I owe her to see it through, wait until I get it, then cut ties with him. Ezra nodded slowly, his slight smile never reaching his eyes. How's Liza? AJ asked. She get the job? Yes! Ezra lit up, sitting back down in the chair beside the bed. She'll start as soon as she graduates. Mum's actually with her now, helping her find a flat in Tadfield. I'm glad. Gonna miss running into her in pubs and clubs and whatnot, AJ said with a sad grin. She said you got her out of a few spots here and there, Ezra noted. Which I thank you for, AJ shrugged. She helped me too. There was a knock, and A.J. looked around Oscar to see Tony in the doorway. I hate to cut this all short, but visiting hours are going to be wrapping up soon. Oh, Ezra said mournfully. Well, I suppose it is getting to be that time. I have to get back to Oxford too, unfortunately. A.J.'s heart sank, but he nodded in understanding. Ezra's hands took one of his and held it firm, getting his attention. It was so lovely seeing you again, my dear. Let's try not to wait so long for the next time. I may not recognize you. AJ smirked, nostrils flaring. Will do, Angel. There was an urge, like muscle memory, to tilt his head up for a kiss and it moved a fraction, but he stopped. And perhaps without realising it, Ezra had leaned in just a bit. He hesitated a moment, then pressed his forehead to AJ's for a second. Take care, Anthony, Oscar said, giving his leg a gentle squeeze. Don't be a stranger, AJ replied, watching them leave the room. Ezra stopped in the doorway and looked at Tony. Please take care of him, he said softly. Will do, Tony replied. Ezra looked at AJ one last time over his shoulder with a grin and a little wave, then left. Ezra couldn't help but think seeing Anthony was an awful idea. Not because he regretted it, but because Ezra found himself feeling everything he had buried and locked away seeping out into his soul. Anthony was beautiful, not that Ezra had forgotten, but seeing him in the flesh, not through photos or his memories, only proved that those had paled in comparison doubly so, with that ginger hair spread over the hospital bed pillow. Seeing that smile, in all its forms, those uniquely lovely eyes, everything had ruined Ezra just a little. It was also an awful idea, because the man he was sitting snugly next to wasn't the one he wanted it to be and Ezra was positively racked with guilt as Oscar's thumb caressed his where their fingers were entwined. You still love him, Oscar said as they drew closer to the Oxford station. I do, Ezra replied, because he and Oscar strived to always being open and honest with one another. Do you think you could love me like that? Oscar asked, More curious than upset. Ezra thought about it and decided that maybe a little lie would be better in this instance. Maybe I could. One day. 2010 I'm sorry it didn't work out, you and Oscar, A.J. said, though he didn't really mean it. At the same time, he sort of did. Ezra had dated the bloke for a bit over two years, and he thought they'd gotten on rather well, much to A.J.'s dismay. It's all right, my dear, Ezra replied with a sigh. Probably for the best anyway. "'I've no idea what I'm going to do next year, where I'll be. "'Probably for the best that I simply figure myself out, "'not worry about attachments.' "'A.J. quirked his lips at the little rand "'and sprawled out on his couch while holding the phone to his ear. "'How's Oscar taking it?' he asked curiously. "'Well, we parted very amicably.' We just realized that maybe we weren't the right fit for each other. He did say he was happy we at least gave it a shot because he hated the never-knowing. AJ hummed in agreement, though he sort of hated the knowing and not getting to have more. James found out about the horticulture course, he said, and Ezra scoffed. (laughs) It only took him how long? he mused. Well, he sort of wondered why I wasn't on the list for interns. There were words, Angel, but he at least listened. Decided as long as I graduate by next year, which I'm on track to do, he'll keep paying my tuition. There's that, then, Ezra conceded. Yeah, AJ agreed. He swallowed. I started seeing a girl, though I'm playing the beard, to be honest. Oh? Ezra asked, sounding vaguely interested. Yeah, she's my classmate. Parents are like mine, or like James. Started asking why she wasn't seeing anyone. I offered. That was very kind of you. Shut up. AJ grumbled. She's nice as all. Someone to hang out with now and again that isn't beer. Driving them mad, are you? Ezra teased. More the other way around. And then, because he had to say it, he whispered, I miss you. There was a long pause on the other end. I miss you too, so very much. It was on the tip of his tongue to suggest risking it, keeping their relationship very quiet, but AJ stopped himself. Ezra wasn't done with school. AJ wasn't done. He already had a taste of what going it alone without James Crowley's support was like, and he feared having to jump into adulthood without a soft place to land. And he wasn't sure Ezra would ever forgive him if, instead of cutting AJ off, James went after Ezra again instead. Angel, he said softly, I'm. Me too, Ezra said. So I'll say good night. Good night, Anthony said as he hung up letting the phone fall to his chest over the spot that ached terribly. 2011 A.J., His professor got his attention, and he went to the man, straightening the bag on his shoulder. Got a question for you. That girl you were with last year, you still seeing her? No, sir. A.J. frowned, wondering why his horticulture professor was asking such an oddly personal question. His professor nodded. I don't normally do this, play favourites, but you've been an exceptional student over the last couple years. I've seen what you can do, and while it's not a glamorous position, I know of an opportunity that would open a lot of doors for you in the future. Great pay, rents covered, though it's a bit isolated. A.J. chewed his lip. All right, I'm listening. He tapped his foot nervously and kept his head down while he waited. AJ checked the time, then checked it again, seeing he still technically had at least ten minutes to wait. But he was impatient for so many reasons and terrified and all sorts of things he couldn't sort through, so that when the bell over the door chimed and Ezra walked in the pub, he almost bolted. Almost. Ezra glanced around and then spotted him making his way through the crowd to the table A.J. snagged. Hello, Ezra greeted, eyes taking in A.J. Hi, he said, his knees still bouncing. Thanks for coming by. You called. You said you wanted to talk in person. Of course I would come. Ezra assured him as he took a seat on the high stool across from AJ. They flagged down a waiter, got Ezra a glass of house red, and waited until it was brought over. AJ still didn't know how to start. Anthony, Ezra said gently, you look about ready to crawl out of your skin. What's going on? A.J. took a long drink from his pint. My professor might have a job for me. Oh? Ezra asked. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but business students do tend to take an internship at first, do they not? No, my horticulture professor. He... he has a job for me if I want it. Or at least one I could go for. I'd... He'd be my main reference, the nursery I started working at could be too, but his would carry more weight. All right, Ezra said carefully. It's on a private estate. They want someone unattached because it's pretty isolated and I guess the security is pretty tight, so coming and going every day... You can't have someone to live with you who would work off the estate, and getting away from the estate to see anyone would be difficult, Ezra said carefully. He nodded. All right. So I take it you're considering... My interview is tomorrow, AJ confessed. Right, Ezra said in a clipped tone and then took a sip of his drink. It's something you want, then? A.J. gave a strangled laugh. (laughs) Yes, I mean, a couple years there. A couple years? Ezra cut in. I wouldn't need James, Anthony rushed to say. A couple years, my prof may have told me the figures. He had a friend who worked for the estate and... Ezra, I wouldn't need the money James has been dangling over my head. Two, three years tops. Ezra shook his head, rubbed at his face, looked around the pub. It's already been five, he stated. We were supposed to be. It's been five years. You think I don't know that? A.J. snapped. You think I haven't been counting the days. You've been busy enough, I'm sure, to not have... And what about Oscar, Ezra, huh? You lament about it being five years and yet two of those... Did you ever wonder why it never worked out with him? Ezra hissed. Because I'm still too bloody in love with you, and he knew it, and I knew it. So what? What? All my relationships ended for some other reason, A.J. countered. Relationships? Is that what you're calling them? Bia very well could, I suppose. Bia was nothing and you know it. You've been with them longer than you were with me, off and on. So yes, they may not be someone you have feelings for, but the two of you have an understanding which one might call a relationship. All right, fine. Yeah, for comparison's sake, we'll call Bea my partner or something. That doesn't mean shit. I never had feelings for them. They never had feelings for me. You and Oscar. Well, it would be a lie to say I didn't love him, because on some level I do. Of course I do. He's been my friend nearly as long as you have. Suppose that means you love Gabriel too. I suppose that means I do on some level, yes. Ezra took her breath. And I'm sure you love beer, because you're friends. I never told beer I love them, AJ countered. But I know you said it to Oscar. Yes, I have. I won't deny it, there's no point to it. What I don't understand is what any of this has to do with... This is the key to my freedom, Ezra. Anthony cut in, jabbing the table with his finger. Do you really think James isn't going to find a way to take it all back the second he finds out... Finds out what? Ezra asked. Doesn't matter. AJ shook his head. Suppose I just called you out here for nothing if another couple years is so insurmountable to you. Don't! Ezra's eyes turned icy in a way AJ hadn't seen directed at him. Don't you dare make this about my unwillingness to put my life on hold another two or three years! It's what you're saying, isn't it? Anthony snapped back. No! Ezra growled. I'm saying that the last... Five years were already terribly uncertain. Never knowing if at any time you might meet someone or... or I might meet someone, I... The fight seemed to drain from him. Mum hasn't been feeling well. Eliza and I are terrified it's something more than the nothing she's making it out to be. We've only just convinced her to go see her doctor... The school I've been doing my placement at will have an opening, at least for next year, but possibly longer. He looked at his wine glass. The job is mine if I want it. I have another week or so to accept it, otherwise it will go into the hiring process and I would have to apply like everyone else. The only reason I hadn't taken it right away was because I wasn't sure if... If maybe I should be looking for work in London. AJ closed his eyes. You were waiting for me. Foolish as that seems to be, yes. When Oscar and I... We tried. After seeing you in the hospital, we drifted apart. He met someone. When I say we parted amicably, I mean he met someone and I didn't hold him any ill will. You mean he cheated on you? Anthony scowled. I mean he didn't, but I'm sure he was tempted to enough, considering how emotionally unfaithful I'd been. Angel, AJ started, not sure in the least what he was intending to say. Ezra reached across the table and put his hand on Antony's. "'I can't fault you for wanting this,' he said. "'And you are right in that this is the key to your freedom without the man who raised you always threatening something of yours. You'll get to have your dream, and I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. And I will be there for you as best I can.' He looked away. But I can't promise to still be waiting. AJ blinked. You're saying... I'm saying it's over, Ezra said simply. Not that we really even had anything to be over, but my waiting, it's over. He picked up his wine glass and finished it before taking a few pounds out of his wallet and setting them on the table. "'I wish you good luck in your interview tomorrow. Let me know how it goes,' he said, hesitating as he slid off the stool. He then turned to AJ and placed a lingering kiss on his cheek. Before he could get away, A.J. darted out his arm, snagging an arm around Ezra's waist and bringing him back. A.J. crushed his lips to Ezra's, figuring if this was his last chance to do it, he may as well. If James had someone watching him, it wouldn't matter, school was done at this point anyway. Ezra wouldn't be a target for James at this point, and if the interview went pear-shaped, A.J. knew then and there he wouldn't step foot in a building James Crowley had any power in for anything. He'd work in nurseries and cafes for the rest of his life, if that's what it took. He was just thankful, Ezra kissed back, that he cradled A.J.'s face in his hands like the ginger man was made of glass. And then he was gone, turned out of AJ's reach and darting out the door. Which was a good thing, really, because he had a life to get on with and AJ wanted him to have everything he wanted to. And with stunning clarity, alone in a crowded pub, he realized for the first time in nearly five years he wanted Ezra to have everything he wanted, even if it wasn't AJ. Ezra was still battling with himself a few weeks later. He'd accepted the job at the school in his hometown and managed to secure a flat not terribly far from it that he'd be able to move into at the end of the month. Everything was as it should be, the only problem was Anthony wasn't with him. Oh, he knew deep down that if everything had gone how he hoped and after Anthony's 25th birthday they would resume their relationship – that they would likely still be living apart. At least for a while. He thought Anthony might want to start a shop in London first, live and work there, and they could see each other on the weekends. Teaching jobs in London were far harder to come by, but Ezra would have looked and continued to until they could be together. And two years wasn't that long, he could have held on. But then he knew that two could turn to five or more. That there was no way to know for sure that Antony would be happy with what he had and leave the estate when he felt he was in a position to do so. And, of course, there was no way to know for sure that Antony wouldn't meet someone in those two years maybe someone he would want to stay there for. And that's what held Ezra fast to his choice, that had him packing boxes in his free time and excitedly dreaming up lesson plans to fit the mandated curriculum. It's what made him meet up with Gabriel Haven for drinks in Oxford a week after he'd heard from Anthony that he did, indeed, get the job. It's why, when Gabriel said, I'd really like to take you to dinner sometime. Maybe we could see a museum, take in some art. You know way more about that stuff than I do. Ezra smiled and said, I'd be delighted.